Hey, it's John Shea here from Almost Famous Radio. If you love the music you hear on this show, if you like local music, come out to the Marshfield Fair, Friday, August 25th, 6 to 10 p.m. for Local Music Night, featuring Will Daly, Jenna Lottie, and Matt York. It's going to be an incredible night filled with some of the best musicians and songwriters this area has to offer. That's Friday, August 25th, 6 to 10 p.m. at the Marshfield Fair. Admission is just 10 bucks. Visit marshfieldfair.org for directions and more information. Sponsored in part by Tiny and Sons Glass. When you're almost famous, you just might find yourself live on air on WATD. Hour two of Almost Famous begins now. Welcome to the second hour of Almost Famous here on 95.9 WATD. Introducing you to local music every Tuesday night from 8 till 10 p.m. Brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass, Route 53 Pembroke online at tinyandsons.com. My name is John Shea, and we are on the tiny stage tonight, and we have in studio Josh Friedman, otherwise known as That One-Eyed Kid. Josh, good evening. How are you? I'm great, John. How are you? I'm doing great, too. Thanks for coming down to Marshfield tonight. Oh, yeah. My pleasure. So, if you would, the question that I start almost every interview off with is if you could introduce yourself and tell us who you are and where you're from. Sure thing. So, my name is Josh. Uh, I have some music under the name That One-Eyed Kid. And uh, I'm originally from St. Louis, Missouri, but I've been in Boston since 2008. Excellent. And the name, That One-Eyed Kid, how did that come about? Oh, man. This is one of those times where the radio is not really uh, doing a service for me with this story. <laughs> so, uh, well, I wear an eye patch all the time, and uh, I've had one eye since I was 14. So, you know, I started calling myself That One-Eyed Kid when I was uh, on AOL Instant Messenger for me to date myself, to use a, you know, <laughs> a 2000, pre-2004 term. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's just been the, the, the name of um, my project and what I like to produce music under. And uh, yeah. I miss Instant Messenger. Me too. I think Facebook needs to bring back the away message. I honestly, there, uh, there's a story in my family that my sister loves to make fun of me for because I had this like amazing away message and I used to put up and I mean, I tell myself it was amazing. I don't know if anyone else cared, but uh, yeah, it was like this, like I had all these inside jokes and I had all these different fonts and then she uh, got mad at me one night and she deleted it and I didn't remember <laughs> everything that was in it and it like ruined my life for, you know, my entire uh, 13th year of being alive. It was rough. Do you have have you uh, forgiven her yet, or is that still kind of a no? It's still soft yeah, subject. We haven't spoken. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so that is uh, that one-eyed kid. So how long have you been uh, playing music? Uh, I've been playing the piano since I was six, um, and I was probably like being annoying before then, like plunking around on the piano uh, without much direction. But um, yeah, I've been like you know I've been taking piano lessons since I was six, and it's gone from there. And how about writing? I uh, started writing when I was probably around like 12. Fantastic. Well, let's talk more about that. Let's do a song first. What do you want to share with us first tonight? Yeah, so this is a song that was off of uh, the EP that I released just prior to this one. So this would be around 2015. Uh, and this is a song called uh, Always off of that record. All right. Josh Friedman, that one-eyed kid live in studio tonight, 95.9 WATD. It's all yours. Picture of love. 
love in my mind Framed it, froze it, eternally mine But you had just got it and locked in your drawer So baby, you tell me I'd always be yours Always Together and always It's better when you don't need convincing That we are in love When I want you here W-A-T-D, Josh Friedman, that one-eyed kid, live in studio tonight on the Tiny Stage. Nice job on that, man. That was great. Oh, thanks, John. Tell us about that song. How did that song come to be? Yeah, so this was a song that I was writing, um, I mean, I guess I started writing it when I was around 22, um, and it's one of those songs where I came up with, you know, like, the refrain for just saying always, and then I kind of had to find out what the rest of the song was supposed to be from that so that that always kind of um you know loop was where it started um and then at the time you know i was going through a breakup i was going through um you know watching my parents separate and it kind of you know um turned into a story about uh what it means to tell someone that you're going to love them forever 
Um, and what happens when, you know, that is true and then times when it's not true. Um, so yeah, it definitely came from kind of a cathartic place of, uh, you know, trying to figure some, some stuff out for myself in relationships and, uh, watching other close relationships to me. And, uh, that's what songwriting is about for me. It's just like, you know, taking, taking uncomfortable stuff and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, exploring it and, uh, performing it. Now tell us about the album that that song comes from, the EP. Yeah, so that's off of an EP called Always. And, uh, you know, it was just five songs that I'd been writing and uh, producing. And um, there, you know, there may have been like seven or eight at the time that I kind of whittled down to those five. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was just, you know, different. A, a lot of the music I write has to do with things I'm like not 100% comfortable with. Um, and, you know, using just the process of writing recording and performing to you know explore that stuff and like kind of to hold it up into the light and go like oh it's okay like you just talked about your breakup and your uh, parents divorce in front of a bunch of strangers and uh you're you're okay you're alive so you know if you can do that i think it shows you know a little bit of uh uh acceptance and and calm and mastery over stuff that's like you know a little uncomfortable so true now, uh, the follow-up to that EP is the one that you just released called Crash and Burn. Tell us about this new EP. Yeah, so, the, yeah, exactly. The new EP is called Crash and Burn, uh, another batch of songs, five songs. And, uh, yeah, this is totally different um, in terms of the theme of, of uh, these tunes. Uh, it basically has to do with, you know, what happens when you tell yourself you're going to pursue a goal um, you know, your like wildest ambitions and, um, you know, there's like a beauty in that, like, oh great, you're going for something that's really meaningful to you. And then there's like stuff you kind of have to shut out in order to achieve that. Like, what do you give up when you're, you know, working those extra hours or, you know, just putting on the blinders and just really going for something. And so, you know, some songs on the record have to do with, uh, you know, that sort of manic feeling of, oh, I'm really doing something important. And then, you know the feeling afterwards of like oh man i haven't like talked to my friends in a couple of weeks cause i've been sitting in a recording studio working on songs and yeah so kind of it, it kind of runs the gambit on those uh on those on those feelings now the ep is uh is five songs how long did this take to put together uh they you know it's it's uh it's such a hard question to answer because like some of the songs i'd been writing over years but i guess like there's a moment when it's sort of like you pull the trigger and you go, okay, like we're going to take whatever songs are here and just, you know, uh, start to finesse them and get them recorded. So, uh, I mean, I guess there are some songs that have been written over the past two or three years. And then I started the process of like, you know, picking the songs and, and like really honing them in, uh, May of 2016. And then basically over that year we tracked, mixed and mastered it. And it came out in May of 2017. So how would you uh, how would you describe the evolution of your music from the uh, the fir- uh, the uh, last EP up until when you made this one? Oh man, um, hopefully it's better. <laughs> that's when I listen to it. That's my first thought is, oh, this is just a better record. Um, you know, I mean, but that's I guess that's for the listener to decide uh, ultimately. But um, yeah, I. I I guess what goes into that is um, I learned to uh, work with other people more. So that first record was really like me slaving away in front of my computer, building beats and, you know, building uh, the instrumentals and then doing a little bit of work in studio. But it was, you know, the demos really took over the sound. And then on the last one, it was 
a much more collaborative process with me and the co-producer and the engineer, Adam Corvus-Meyer. Um, and, you know, he's, like, so much better at me uh, at, at so many things. So just taking his ears and his um, uh, feedback on some stuff was made uh, everything so much better. So, yeah, that would be the biggest, um, probably the biggest thing that, that uh, contributed to that was, you know, listen to more people who know more things than you and then do what they do and then you make better stuff. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. And talk about some of the musicians you worked with to make this to make this album possible. Yeah, so um, the person who recorded all the drums and all the percussion on the record, his name is Kyle Harris. Um, he's amazing. Uh, he, we do like a million different projects together. He's just like the best. Uh, he plays in the Blue Man Group. He's like unbelievable. He's got um, Boston drum lessons. He's the purveyor of that as well. And um, yeah, he's he's incredible. So he did all the percussion. Um, ben Levin and Jessica Kine, who do uh, they play bass and guitar in the band Bentney, and um, they also uh, that's that's what they've been doing um, over the summer. They've been on tour with them, um, and they did uh, the guitar and the bass on this record. And then um, Peter Danielchuk did the synthesizers and. Um, we did a bunch of different stuff at uh, these like studios. One that's in uh, New Hampshire, and we had a friend of mine engineer that. So, I mean, I could just go for hours about like. There's so many people who just like uh, contributed and recorded, you know, some t- some stuff on all the songs, and some people just did a little thing on you know a couple tracks. But it was a hugely hugely collaborative process. Excellent. And Josh, uh, share your website and your your online information, maybe any social media pages for those uh, who are listening tonight and uh, and want to check you out. Yeah, so, you know, don't do this while you're driving, please. But uh, you can Google me. It's that one-eyed kid. And uh, everything everything comes up from there. Um, you can it, There's a website, that oneeyedkid.com. Uh, there's a Facebook. There's a Twitter. I believe somewhere in the depths of the Internet there's a MySpace page. Um, don't uh, check me on that because <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> but there was at one point. Yeah, that one I could, uh, you know, put into your computer and you'll find me. Is the MySpace linked to the AOL Instant Messenger? You know, I bet there's something in the, like, bio of the MySpace page that is directly ripped off of that away message that my sister deleted. So... There's something. There's something there. You never, you know, somebody listening tonight might remember your away message. Ah, uh, if you do, please, like DM me. You can send mail, like snail mail it to me. Like if, whatever you need to do to send me that. That was like a pivotal <laughs> moment of <laughs> of me thinking I was funny when I was 14. I, I really need that. I need that back in my life. Fantastic. That is Josh Friedman, that one-eyed kid. He is live in studio tonight, 95.9 WATD. Keyboard in front of him. Can we hear another song? Yeah, you got it. So this is another song that's off of that first EP, um, and this is a song called Shaping. All right, 95.9 WATD, it's all yours. upon me Picked apart of me When I go through 
come and go Preoccupied or never mind Never want to settle in Never want to even it out But I see my floor mapped out for me Ways they've been paved in my roots But you've not seen enough of me Nothing yet I am still not the best The best to come And it's more than rickets and the pots It's consciousness The clock's in The whole covering it We grow in skin The plants need rewatering And I see my flower out for me That is Josh Friedman, that one-eyed kid, live in studio tonight here on 95.9 WATD. Take us through what that song is about, Josh, if you would. Yeah, so that was a song about feeling like you're uh, older than you are or being afraid of being old when, you know, you're 22. Like, what's that about? You're not old. But, uh, you know, that's when I started, like, realizing, oh, yeah, I'm, like, not a young person anymore. I'm not I'm, – I, what I think of as a – a young person is not who I am as uh, someone who's out of college and, you know, finding work and, uh, you know, it just felt like it's so young. It's so young to be feeling that, you know, did you like, have you ever had that where you're like, Absolutely. I can't be thinking I'm old yeah, now. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it's just about having that thought and uh, kind of challenging it and going like, well, that's not, that's not fair. Right. Come on. You're going to be around for uh Another hundred years, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> you never know. You never know. 
Josh Friedman, that one-eyed kid, live in studio tonight. Josh, we have to take a very quick break, but we have more after this. You're listening to 95.9 WATD, introducing you to local music on Almost Famous. Just like that one girl in high school. She was very popular back then. She had dozens of boyfriends. Hundreds. Hundreds. Oh, you've gotten quite a reputation. I did not know that. Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD. And we are on the tiny stage tonight here on 95.9 WATD. My name is John Shea, and our musician this evening is Josh Friedman, otherwise known as that one-eyed kid. Josh, Hello. how you doing in there? I'm doing great. You're sounding great tonight. Oh, thank you. Give us your website and your social media information one more time and plug the new EP. Yeah, you got it. So, That One-Eyed Kid is what this is called. You can you can Google it. You can go to thatoneeyedkid.com. You can go to the Twitter, uh, the Instagram, the, the Snapchat. It has a, That One-Eyed Kid. So, whatever your heart desires for your social media, just make uh, put That One-Eyed Kid into the internet. You'll find me. And Excellent. then uh, my new EP is called uh, Crash and Burn. And uh, it's been out since May, and you can find it uh, everywhere where digital music is sold. Fantastic. And besides being a solo musician, you also collaborate uh, with a lot of people in the music community. Tell us about that. Yeah, so, you know, I really like wearing lots of different hats. I find that, you know, just being uh, a person that writes songs about very... uh, you know, emotionally uh, taxing things can be uh, exactly that. It kind of drains you. So I really like to do lots of different music things. Um, the you know, one thing I've been working on recently is with uh, an artist that's been here, Jenna Lottie. Yes, um, we love Jenna. We yes, we do. Uh, yeah, she's amazing. Um, we've we've been working together over the past you know four or five years on on lots of different things, and I've been working on some new music with her. So um, when I'm not doing this, I'm you know producing. Uh, Jenna's the artist I'm producing for right now. And uh, yeah, and I play keys in a couple different bands around uh, Boston. Um, most recently, I was doing a show with uh, Ruby Rose Fox. We love her. She's also unbelievable. She's uh, been here too. She was here just about a year ago, I think. Oh, nice. Yeah. So we just uh, played at the MFA recently. We've got a uh, gig in Portsmouth coming up. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and just sort of like always trying to collaborate and produce and uh, write with um, local people. So if that's something that interests you, you know, you can put that one, that one I can to the internet, find me, and, uh, you know, we'll make some, make some good music together. Now, how do you differentiate your solo stuff um, to what you're working with with other artists? Great question. I mean, it's really just wearing a different hat. Like, for solo stuff, it's, it's, it really does come from a place of there's an itch I'm trying to scratch personally in my life. Like, there are things that I'm experiencing that, you know, uh, music is just my way of getting it out. And I find that, you know, performing it and, uh, you know, really working on a song is a good way for me to, you know, just deal with some stuff that's, uh, you know, a little bit uncomfortable for me if I'm not really, like... Uh, focusing on it, you know, like thoughts of like, oh, I wonder if, uh, you know, um, I wonder if I'm uh, shutting people out of my life because of uh, this super big goal I'm trying to pursue. So I like to write songs about stuff like that. Or, oh, I wonder if this relationship is, uh, you know, uh, toxic. I'm going to write about that. So for that's that's always the hat I'm wearing for myself. With other people, it's really just about getting their voice and their music um, heard and uh, as... Uh, I guess understandable as possible. So if I'm producing, you know, I'm just trying to um, make sure that everything sounds the way that the, uh, that matches how the song is written. Or if I'm playing keyboards in Ruby's band, it's just like, what do I need to do to make sure that her amazing songs, um, you know, have the right touch from you know a keyboard part? So it's just like a totally different hat, but there I love wearing all those. 
Do you ever find your music as a solo artist being inspired by the artists that you're working with? A hundred and fifty thousand percent. Yeah. I mean, that's that's one of the more selfish reasons why I like to do it because, you know, working with Jenna and working with Ruby, um, just to name two, like th- watching how they work and how they approach their songs is hugely inspiring. I mean, I almost feel like I should be like paying them because it's like getting, it's like a master class. You just get to get a front seat to like some amazing performer. So, yeah, 100%. Excellent. Josh Friedman, that one eyed kid, he is in studio tonight. That is the voice you're listening to. And uh, he's got the keyboard with him tonight. What do you say, Josh? Can we hear another song? Yeah. So we're going to move forward in time from the previous two. This is uh, the first single and the first track off of my new record uh, uh, off of a Crash and Burn. It's called Burnout Right. All right. Josh Friedman, that one-eyed kid, 95.9 WATD. It's all yours. Try. I could have stopped, but brakes and engines all on fire. I can't go slower. I can't go back. Got big old aspirations. Get what I deserve when I let myself believe the hype. They lie sun I couldn't overdose on my. First try We can beat it Every soul undefeated We'll win them all Oh, my spirits Fired up on a Monday night Let's crash and burn out right Monday night, let's crash and burn out. My skin is dripping like candle wax. Could have stopped, but my meltdown would be fantastic. I can't go slower, I can't go back. Watch me destroy my ambitions for your amusement. I let myself believe the hype. Laying lying sun, I get comatose on my supply. But it's alright, we can beat it. Every soul undefeated will win them all. Oh, my spirits fired up on a Monday night. Let's crash and burn out right. Let's crash and burn out Death comes for all 
all of us, all of us. Death comes for all of us, but not all of us deserve the afterglow. Let's crash and burn out Cause we competed Every soul undefeated We'll win them all Oh, my spirits Fired up on a Monday night Let's crash and burn out Josh Friedman, that one-eyed kid, live on the tiny stage tonight. 95.9 WATD. Amazing job on that one, my friend. That was great. Thanks, man. Thanks, John. Tell us what that song's about, if you would. Yeah, so, uh, again, like, there's kind of a theme here <laughs> in terms of how I write, but, uh, you know, I was having some thoughts um, that I just was not really feeling. Uh, thoughts about myself of, like, you know, I think when you do something creative, or maybe just other people are like this, where... If you get to a point where you're liking what you're doing and you're like, oh, man, I'm, like, pretty great. Oh, you know what? I'm kind of, like, the best in the world. You know what? I'm so great that, like, and it kind of gets to this cannibalistic place where you're feeling really good about yourself maybe, but it's kind of like shutting people out or, you know, you're getting too too hot for your own good. And maybe, you know, like, some people have, like, a manic episode and that kind of gets to that place and i don't have uh bipolar disorder but i do have thoughts like that where i think you know i'm feeling a little bit too good in a way that's uh not uh healthy and i'm i'm not really like keeping a, a realistic perspective on stuff so you know i wrote this song to kind of get it out of my system uh or at least to kind of r- visit that thought and look at it and go you know what it's okay to feel good you should feel confidence in yourself but uh you shouldn't get to the point where it's kind of damaging so you know these songs are all just like little reminders for me of uh to kind of keep my head on straight and to you know exercise some demons so that's very cool yeah so we just before that song we were talking about um being influenced by some of the musicians that you've worked with as a producer and um, that version of that song you just played, obviously much different than what's on the EP. But I was getting a real uh, Ruby Rose Fox vibe from your <laughs> vocal. I could... Uh, I, I, it's so funny you say that because, like, I, I've been performing it kind of that way recently. And, uh, you know, yeah, I think to myself, oh, this is cool. And then as soon as you say that, I'm like, oh, 100%, that's a Ruby Rose take. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I mean, putting the chorus down into my lower voice... Uh, the lower lower part of my range. I mean, I think that's something I'm a hundred percent inspired by uh, her singing style. I mean, if you haven't heard her sing, oh, it's really like something. 
it's um, it's something that you have to be ready to listen to. Yeah, it's one of my favorite things when we I, when I'm at shows. If she's starting a solo song and I'm uh, if I'm in, like in the audience, and you know she'll just hit a chord and just come in on a note. And there's always like three or four people next to me who maybe haven't seen her. Just sort of like start looking at each other, like, wait, what? Wait, that's the sound that comes out of her mouth. What? <laughs> and it's it's really amazing. Yeah, and no, I think I'm I'm. Like I said earlier, I'm very, very inspired by people that I get to collaborate with, and she's you know at the top of that list. You should see if she uh, she can do uh, do a version of that song. I bet you it would sound incredible. Oh, I would be. I wish you could see. I wish people could see just me smiling ear to ear thinking about that because I, <laughs> I mean she'd kill it. I almost don't want to do it because I feel like <laughs> it's uh you know people got to know that I can perform these songs, <laughs> and uh, if she starts performing them, man, then I'm, I might be out of out of work here. So when you're uh, writing a song, once you finish that song, is it done? Or do you ever go back and revisit a song and say, you know what, my life has changed. I can update that and, you know, maybe change it for the better. I'm, uh, I'm a textbook, like, n- nothing's ever done, nothing's ever finished kind of writer where, I mean, even just how I'm, I'm performing these songs now, um, you know, the show I did a couple weeks ago, I was doing stuff a little bit differently. Um, I mean... I think it's I think in a in a live setting there's always something I want to do that's different. So usually it's just like a chord thing or an arrangement thing like you know putting a chorus down into a lower range, but sometimes I'll put other lyrics in there. So I think lyrics usually usually don't change over time for me um once they're recorded. But um but there are a couple where, you know, there's a there's like a chorus where it just feels like it kinda goes on too long or something. I'll go, Oh, you know what? I can like put something else in here. So yeah, I'm I never never feel like I'm done with them. And one of the cool things about doing a show like this is, you know, there could there could be a great rock song that's just killer and it's just nothing but energy, you know, when when it's performed live. And I could have that same person come in here. For the tiny stage performance, they do a stripped-down version of that, maybe with just a you know an acoustic piano or an acoustic guitar, and the song is still there. It changes the whole dynamics, but the song becomes something totally different than what it is when it's performed in front of a, a massive audience. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Great, well, I, I think a great song is a great song, no matter how you put it. That's right. And I'm realizing now, I say a hundred percent way too much. I need a different description for when th- things are uh, when I agree. I totally agree with you, John. Um, yeah. No, I I think uh I forget who said this to me, but um there's a writer that I used to uh from St. Louis that said this that uh, where I grew up. Um that if you can play that if you can play a song um on the piano, on the guitar and then like in a full band, if you can if it works in all those settings, then you know you really got something. Um and it's something that I try and do cuz I write, you know, I write pop music and I think it's easy to get something that's simple and it works in like a very produced setting it kind of falls apart when it's stripped down so you know i'm always aiming to to write for you know uh performance like this yeah. and to use you know a very extreme example um d snyder twisted sister they had that song <laughs> back in the 80s we're not going to take it yeah, yeah and just recently he redid that song as a ballad on facebook for uh for cancer research and still a great song, but just totally changed the uh, dynamics of that song, and, and you really get to hear the lyrics and hear what he's talking about. A hundred, yeah. Oh man, I really say it all the time. I was just going to say hundred <laughs> percent. No, I totally agree. <laughs> you know I what? totally agree. The, the almost uh, famous 
that one-eyed kid drinking game. It's going to start right now. Oh, man. Yeah, well, if you, if, if you were playing along, you're already on the floor probably. But, yeah, um, I, I think about all the time with uh, how there's this amazing podcast, not to talk about a podcast on a radio show, but there's an amazing, amazing podcast by Malcolm Gladwell about the history of the song Hallelujah. It's based off of the book um, that talks about it. But, the you know, Hallelujah by Leonard Cohen goes through so many different uh, versions and the lyrics change all the time. And, like, you know, the version that everyone probably knows is, like, a stripped-down version. And if you listen to the original one, you know, have you heard the original yes, one? Yes, yep, the, uh, the, not, not the Jeff Buckley, but the actual Leonard Cohen version. Yeah. I mean, what do you think of it? It's incredible. It's intense. It's intense. It's also, like, I'll say it, like, a little cheesy. Like, the production's got this big choir. It's, like, it's this big song. And I think everyone it's knows... It's definitely over the top. It's really over the top, dude. So, yeah, I think about... You know, tweaking and how things change, and, and um, you know how how your own you know stuff will change over decades and decades and decades. I mean, one of the best songs in the world went through that. You know, so it can happen. Absolutely. Let's uh, let's hear some more music. Do you have a one hundred percent of the keyboard in there? <laughs> I'm a hun- I a hundred percent agree that I will play you uh, another song. Um, this is a song. Uh, this is the next song on the on the EP. It's called uh, "Bright Big Red." All right. Josh Friedman, that one-eyed kid, he is live in studio tonight, 95.9 WATD. It's all yours. Obsessive, 20-something With the fire in me that's fading But either way, I'm gonna make it And it's only the promise That I'd become an astronaut And it just feels like I'm floating off Into the distance Heading for a burnout Bright big red Bright big red Bright big red like a dying sun 
Josh Friedman, that one-eyed kid in studio tonight, 95.9 WATD. Take us through that one, Josh, if you would. Yeah, so this is definitely in the camp of, uh, uh, you know, these songs on the, off of this record are about, you know, ambition and drive and, uh, you know, just the positivity of going going for your goals and, and what you kind of give up to get there. And uh, this is another song that's about, you know, sort of darker side of, uh, you know, just being pretty self uh, focused um you know this is like it was you know i think i i came up with the chords and i was coming up with some ideas and i just sort of got the image of like you know icarus flying too close to the sun you know that kind of thing of uh you know you're you're a little bit too lofty uh in your aspirations and you're kind of shutting shutting out logic shutting out reality to get there and uh you know just kind of thinking like Man, you know, there's a there's a self-destruct element of um, you know, really going for some stuff. Um and if you're not really doing some self-care and uh you know, being mindful of what you're doing, it can it can get, you know, kind of dark and you can self-destruct. So this was just, you know, uh I had a couple of thoughts like that and I was like, "You know what? Time to write a song about it because that's uncomfortable. I don't know how I feel about that." And uh I bet if I sing about it, <laughs> I bet if I record this and perform this, uh, I'll start to get a lid on it. And, uh, you know, it definitely, definitely helps. Excellent. Sounds amazing. So you've got the songs completed. How do you then take them to the studio, show them to the band, and get it uh, onto our Pro Tools? Uh, I mean, I think even as the song is completed, and I'm kind of air quoting with that, I think the process of showing it to basically anyone i mean anyone that i kind of trust for, with ears showing it to the band showing it to this the, the co-producer showing it to like the engineer at uh, the record company where we recorded it i mean there are changes that kind of take place there so you know this song i think there it used to have a different melody and i played it and i could tell um you know some people the band had some you know uh, notes on parts of it and you know i really listened to when especially with ben jess and kyle um, have something to say, you know, I, I try to, uh, take that feedback very seriously. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really just, you know, it's like, uh, coming home from show and tell and you're like, Hey, this is what I like showed everyone today. And then, you know, your parents either put up on the fridge or, uh, I guess if they're good parents, they'll do that. Or if they're bad parents, then they'll, uh, you know, <laughs> like put it away. So if I'm showing something to people, uh, and they seem like they really dig it, then, uh, nothing really changes, and if there's you know a little like oh uh, that was interesting, then you know I know it's time to keep working on something. Excellent, Josh Friedman, that one-eyed kid. Let's keep on going with the music. What do you want to play for us next? You got it. So this is uh, 
going to be another song off of this new uh, EP. Um, this is the third track, and it's called No Touching. All right, 95.9 WATD, it's all yours. Making love with no touching, and I try to pull it, but the door don't. 
Josh Friedman, that one-eyed kid live in the studio tonight, 95.9 WATD. Very nice on that one, man. That sounds great, too. Thanks. Thanks, John. We have to take our final timeout of the night, but I think we have time for one more tune after the break. Does that work for you? Works for me. All right. Peter Black and the Wide World of Blues at 10 o'clock tonight, taking you through 2 a.m. with the Wide World of Blues. That includes, obviously, blues. Music that blues inspires, the music that inspired blues, a little bit of everything you'll hear on the wide world of blues. Very eclectic music tonight between now and 2 a.m. Right now, we have to take our final time out. We have more with Josh Friedman, that one-eyed kid live on the tiny stage right after this. We are brought to you each Tuesday night by Tiny and Sons Glass. You've never heard a radio show quite like this one. It's a dessert topping. It's a floor wax. It's all things to all people. Mmm, tastes terrific. And just look at that shine. You're listening to Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD. And yes, you are. My name is John Shea. Thank you for spending part of your Tuesday evening with us here on WATD, learning about local music. We have Josh Friedman, that one-eyed kid on the tiny stage tonight. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. You're sounding awesome tonight. Thanks, man. So uh, give you a website again and tell us. I know you've got a couple of shows coming up as well. So uh, tell us about those, too. Yeah. So uh, website, that one I kid, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, uh, where, all the, where all the youths are. That's where I try and hang out on social media, uh, where all the cool kids do things. Um, and then the uh, shows I've got coming up are going to be, the next one's going to be at the Middle East Upstairs on August 31st. I'm opening for a band called Pomea, and they're awesome. And then uh, I will be back in Cambridge on September 30th at the Plow and Stars. And then uh, the next one on the books is going to be October 21st at Nectar's in uh, Burlington, Vermont. Awesome. Go check them out at oneeyedkid.com. Josh Friedman on the tiny stage tonight. We have time for one last song. What are you going to take us home with tonight? Yeah, so uh, I'm going to play the last song on the record uh, that I just released called Crash and Burn. Um, so this is the last one on the EP. It's called Rewind. All right. 95.9 WAGD. Thank you so much for coming to Marshfield. Get back safely, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Johnny. Thank you for having me. This has been awesome. My pleasure. Feel at home. I play.
Felt at 